Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of The Silver Screen Redemption. We're taking a look back at the years that made us who we are today. I hope you have the time of your life on this podcast. (laughs) Good riddance to everyone, I guess. Brian, do you want to explain to the listeners what's going on today? Yeah, there's a lot going on. Or rather, there's a lot that has gone on in the last few weeks. Uh, We have recorded two episodes since the last time we released an episode and both of them got destroyed by technology and uh so we didn't release them uh i made terrible posters for them and i'll put those up i guess uh and you'll just get to wonder what we talked about on those episodes but now (laughs) the tempo is getting more intense and uh, what we're doing this week is to make up for our our weeks that we missed our basically our our unintentional month off from the podcast we're doing a mega episode dedicated to the real technology scare that scared everyone and it's also new year's themed it's y2k it's our y2k special everyone that was awesome ryan thanks for letting (laughs) me play the guitar without tuning it beforehand i'm pretty sure you've pulled that guitar out like 10 times before we record but never actually played it on the recordings i've never actually strummed it it until now but now it felt like that was a very much early 2000s song 97 actually oh i looked it up while you were playing so that puts us right in the mood yeah don't you just feel it in case you, this is your first time listening, this is the Silver Screen Redemption, our comedy podcast where we take your favorite movie franchises and make subjectively necessary sequels unless technology decides to take a big old dump on us. Exactly. Um, <laughs> What's your name? I'm Houston Bodley. I'm Brian Perry. Uh, Brian, we, do you want to do like a real quick recap of what everyone missed from the last two miss, episodes? They didn't miss really anything. We did like a whole bracket game where we talked about all the movies that we didn't talk about in 2018. But now, after doing it twice, it's lost to time and we're not doing it again. (laughs) Because it was very fun for us, but not fun to do a third time. All I can say is that we had one movie that was called Aquabat Poppin'. Yes. And the other was called Predator Boxing Movie? Preed? I think it was called Preed. It was called Tori something. When I made the poster, I called it a Torah Preed because I could highlight the letters so that and explain. Oh, it's Predator. Okay, but uh, no, they they're gone. They're gone. They're lost the... time. Pitch us your versions of a Torah Preed. Seriously, and Aquabat <laughs> Poppin. I will post those po- those um, post those posters everywhere, and you guys can just. Just tell it. Let us know what you want, what you think those movies would be. What speaks to your soul? Whoever is closest to recreating our discussion wins a sticker. 
<laughs> Maybe one day when we get a Patreon, we'll do like if you donate over a hundred dollars, we will make those movies for you. Yeah, perfect. Legitimately. Um this is our Y2K special. We figured it would be a good chance to look at a in memoriam of the early two thousands, <laughs> late nineties. Are you talking about like of people who died? No, of oh, okay. of the culture oh, okay. that died. That died, okay. The, the films that died on the big screen. And let's redeem them. Um, when I pulled up this list, I actually had like a flashback of just my general, what my life was like in 1999 and 2000 when it comes to movies. And really it's defined by, I was very excited about Phantom Menace. And also we had Netflix. And my we- parents and I watched basically a movie every day on Netflix. did Isn't that crazy? Did Netflix actually exist then? Because I feel like you're pulling my chain. No, Netflix mailed us DVDs. Oh, and we, and I we, didn't realize I still existed back then. Yeah, I and I like I looked it up to make sure that my memory was right, and they did exist. They they existed like a few years before that. Interesting. So we had uh, Netflix, and we were watching a movie like every day, and it was amazing. And it was probably those good old ones that were in the pre Phantom Menace age mm-hmm. when movies could be good. Life w- and blockbusters were great. Life was just different, wasn't it? It was a simpler time. Yeah. I was back then trading Pokemon cards and yeah. eating Taco Bell. And not much has changed since then. You literally were eating Taco Bell here in the studio a few minutes ago. And we also played Dungeons and Dragons earlier this morning. Also. In which we fought Charizard. <laughs> yes. So yeah, nothing has changed, but we're still going to go back and look at 1999 versus 2000. So I have this list. I have two lists. The top... Top movies of 1999, top movies of 2000, according to IMDb popularity. I have no idea what goes into that. I think IMDb, for the record, this might be a hot take, is the most official rating for any system. Yeah, why not? Dark Knight is the best movie of all time. According to IMDb? I apologize. The Shawshank Redemption is the best on that list, and that's our podcast namesake. So they obviously know what's correct, Yeah. so all of the haters can go screw yourself. Are there IMDb haters? They think it's not prestigious enough. That's fair. It's too popular. Popular people are the best people. Yeah. You're all popular because you're listening to this. Yeah. Didn't you see Wicked? So what do we do? Let's talk talk about... What if we took the 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, that kind of thing? Yeah. I like that. And I'm not talking about team sizes. I'm talking about rankings. Or... Or we build off of each other. We build teams. Okay. We build movie armies. Okay, it's time for our... No, let's just do 1v1. Fantasy Movie League. <laughs> um, Remember it, how we started that and did it for a week did. and then gave yes. up on it? I personally did it for a couple months, but then the app stopped working very well, so I stopped playing. <laughs> um, I We should get together with some other movie podcasts. That'd be yeah. actually really fun. If you want to start a Fantasy Movie League with yeah. us, add us. Let us know. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's just do top 10. Should we start with 10? What if we, what if we skipped ones that I don't know what they are? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be half the list, Brian. Yeah, that's true. Okay. No, I think I know most of these top 10. What if if we start at eight? I feel like, but like, I don't have much to say about Notting Hill. You know what I mean? Actually, I'll be honest. I don't know what that one is either. So let's skip that one. Uh, so our first matchup is American Pie and Remember the Titans. Okay, so this is Very 99 versus 2000. Yes. 99 is American Pie, 2000 is Remember the Titans. Denzel Washington versus the Apple Pie. Yes. The matchup What's we've all been waiting for. That's, that was like really big right then, the actor in American Pie? Uh, Pieman. <sighs> I want to say Adam 
something? Adam Pyman. He he just loves his pies a little too much. Jason something. Pyman. Jason Pyman. <laughs> Keep saying Pyman. Pyman. It's Jason Alexander. No, it's Pyman. <laughs> this is gonna drive me crazy. Pyman. The it's screen? Jason Pyman. That's all we need for this discussion. No, I need it's to Jason know. Jason Pyman. Drive he me loves his pies. And his name is Jason Biggs. Pyman. Okay. Jason Biggs Pyman. Um, okay, so Jason Biggs American Pie, Denzel Washington, Remember the Titans. Which is better? You know That's me. an easy one. This is one of the highlights you've missed from the last two episodes. I've been doing the Super Bowl countdown. That's right. Ready for when the Eagles take on whoever, the nameless foe who we don't care about. Um, so, I mean, I'm obviously going to lean towards Remember the Titans if we make a movie based Honestly, on that. Honestly, same here. I like. I think I've said on this podcast how I dislike, based on a true story, inspiring sports movies. But uh, Remember the Titans is pretty good. I feel like there is a pre- Remember the Titans movie stage and a post Remember the Titans movie stage. Pre-Titans was its own thing. That's like your Rudy's, your yeah, your Hoosiers, your Waterboy, your <laughs> your Waterboys. And then after Remember Titans, it was let's make every movie about civil rights and upbeat and white yeah. people are not all that bad, just some of them. Yeah. Um, but they were all Remember Titans knockoffs. But it was the OG. Yeah, it, I, I think it's the classic. There, it's a titan among yeah. lessers. Um, and it, I don't know anything about American Pie, so other than J- he loves pie, his pie. What a great movie about pie! Um, screws it, actually. <clears throat> wow, gross. Now you know. Um, you ready for nine v nine? Sure am. Okay, for ni- representing nineteen ninety nine is the Sixth Sense, and two thousand we have American Psycho. Okay, so the. If we were to make movies based off this, The Sixth Sense, I feel like you could do some sort of unbreakable situation right. where you then have the bad ghost. I guess this is a spoilers for The Sixth Sense because that's... Everyone knows the ending of The Sixth everyone Sense. Everyone does, but I feel like it's that movie you have to say spoilers sure. to. Sure. It's the one that started that. I feel like you could do another M. Night Shyamalan property where you have Unbreakable and Split and now Glass coming out. I feel like you could do that formula with Sixth Sense, where you now have the bad ghost who is terrorizing people, but he's restricted to certain houses. Yes. And Bruce Willis has to go and debunk the ghost from those houses. He's a ghost, though, right? He is a ghost. What if? But what he's if, a good ghost. Okay, what if we developed it towards Haley Joel Osment? Like, the whole first movie was about him sort of discovering his ability and, like, trying to figure things out, right? Yeah. The second one, he's a ghost hunter. I like that. That's like... a that'd be a cool movie yeah like i think that'd be sweet i feel like there's a poetic justice that he becomes a therapist but to ghosts okay because bruce willis was a therapist yeah to non-ghosts to non-ghosts but he was a ghost okay so he's like maybe he starts out getting calls that are like hey you need to come like wipe out the ghosts from my house but then he like starts to get to know these ghosts better he and it's like oh it's just like bruce willis he's a ghost like why am i fighting these ghosts (laughs) he tells the the residents of the house like hey go to a hotel for a weekend it's gonna get brutal he brings ghostbusters equipment but then he just hides it in the garage and and like hang out let's just have a chat yeah i actually i actually like that and i think we have it be an inspirational sports movie as well yeah because Haley joe osmond is now a boxer yeah 
Um, <laughs> sure. Um, what happened to him? Do you know? I don't know. I think he disappeared. Yeah. I hope he's not dead. Um, how do we feel about American Psycho? American Psycho is interesting. I don't know what I would do with it. Hold on. Okay. I've got on. my best inspiration yet. What? Can we confirm if Haley Joel Osment is alive or not? We can confirm that. Because I feel like he's dead because he hasn't done anything in a long time. And I think we should take ambitious strides to make this the first movie starring a ghost. He's alive. Okay. Well, that he's ruins in, my plans. He's in Future Man, which is a pretty current thing on Hulu. That is true. Is Josh Hutchinson still alive? He is. He's also in Future Man. That's why I asked. Yes. Um, I don't know. I really want to cast a ghost in our movie. I think they need representation. Yeah. What about uh... Leonard Nimoy? What about Leonard Nimoy? I'm literally staring at a Spock poster right now. Perfect. Uh, Leonard Nimoy could be a great ghost in this movie. Starring I don't want a do... movie. I don't want to do that. Is, th- is that too disrespectful? Probably. Okay. What was the other option? American Psycho. Uh, I mean, Christian Bell is a Here's... terror. Hold on. Hold on. I do have to go back to this ghost idea. What if we film a movie, but we can't release it until all the actors in it are dead? Interesting. Like we film everything. We get it ready. We have to film. We film it back in 99 because yes. we have that ability now and we don't release it until everyone's dead. That would be very ambitious. Like that. It's kind of like the this year with the, the other side of the wind, I think, is the movie where it was. Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name and everyone's going to hate me. Orson Welles. Yeah. He made a movie in the 70s that didn't get released until. Oh, this that's year. right. That's right. I feel like it'd be a situation like that. And I think there's actually another one that's set to come out a hundred years later or something. Interesting. Um, That may be Woody Allen. (laughs) Maybe that's why I was thinking Woody Allen. I think it would be really awesome if we did that, though, with this movie, release it after everyone's dead, but it is a horror movie. Because that would make it a little scarier. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. That's a cool idea. I actually do like this idea. Let's hang on to that. Assuming it holds up. Yes, yes, yes. All practical effects. Yeah. Pretty cool. Okay. Um, I got kind of distracted by the fact that I think that's a cool idea. Um, I'm, now we're going to get to American Psycho. Anything there? Uh, Christian Bell is a murderer. He, I think and that's what got him his Batman role. So now we're going to cast him as the Joker. And it's not an American Psycho movie. It's just another Batman movie. Sure. And I think Christian Bell would be a pretty cool Joker. But if we had to pick lie. between Sixth Sense and American Psycho, I'm leaning Sixth Sense just because I like that. The idea. concept's pretty grand. Cool. Um, okay, number eight, we have Phantom Menace versus Snatch, which I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, Phantom Menace is just going to pull away with this because yeah. we're a nerd podcast, and so we are legally obligated to talk about Star Wars. And also, I agree. I know nothing about <laughs> Snatch. The other thing I was going to say is that I know nothing about the movie Snatch. So, uh, Phantom Menace wins... Uh, I don't really want to talk about Phantom Menace, though, because I feel like... I don't really either. Half of the reason that the internet was created was so that nerds could rage about Phantom yeah. Menace. Um, I think we I think we skip number eight. Nothing wins there. Okay. They both lose. Um, Notting Hill... Number seven is Notting Hill versus Memento, and we already said we don't care about Notting Hill or know anything about it. Maybe Julia Roberts is in it? Um, but Memento, we have something to work with. I yeah, feel like yeah. Memento is a better concept than it is... A story to build a sequel off of. Fair. Um, 
However, this would have to get into big spoiler territory for Memento. Um, I've never seen it, and I'm pretty sure I know everything about it. So I don't think there's spoilers for that one either. Isn't Memento the one that just time works backwards or whatever? Time works backwards. Like, it's going forward and backwards at the same time. The middle of the story changes the whole outlook of the rest of the story. Yeah. You find out, spoilers, that he may have killed his wife. And he was the guy who set up this, uh, like, therapist figure, like, helper figure who was trying to, like, help him solve his wife's murder as a way of, like, oh, let's keep his mind active. Otherwise, he's going to go crazy. Got it. He sets him up to be a killer in his mind, and then he goes and kills him. Um, so I think now Guy Pierce, also someone who disappeared for a while, um, should come back for Memento 2. I think he is a serial killer, the short-term murderer. Just in general. Just the man Guy Pierce, the actor, yeah, is, is I think a he plays killer. himself. Um, I think it would be a cool concept to stretch the rules of law a little bit and he's a serial killer but he gets off from his crimes because he can't remember doing them okay and so he's able to conjure a defense that hey i am not that person that is not me i have no reason to be provoked to attack these people in in memento is there anything actually supernatural about the way time passes or is it just the way it's presented to the viewer it's just the way it's presented to the viewer. got it okay it's actually a pretty boring movie if you just watch it from beginning to end. Interesting. Okay. Um, but the idea of of this person, the serial killer, with the these like memory abilities? Question mark is so, interesting. Lack of abilities. He just forgets. Right, right. But it, he's using it to his benefit. But I think the twist at the end is he actually has regained that part of his brain. In that he can remember everything he does. He just plays that effect of, I can't remember what I did right. to get out of going to jail. Interesting. Okay. Well, it wins by default over Notting Hill. So <laughs> I, I guess there is no default because for the rank eight, we just <laughs> didn't say either of them. I feel like Notting Hill would be a good title for a haunted house movie. It totally sounds like that. And I don't think it is. So since the cover of it that. is like a close up of Julia Roberts face, like smiling. So it's probably not. <laughs> um, okay, number six is American Beauty versus Requiem for a Dream. I don't know what Requiem for a Dream is, and I think American Beauty is about a horse. American Beauty is where Kevin Spacey... I'm thinking of Black Beauty. <laughs> yes, you definitely <laughs> are. Uh, Kevin Spacey is crazy about a teenage girl. Yikes. Um, it's not far from the truth. Just change the genders. Yes. And uh, Requiem for the Dream is... What you should show every cocaine addict to do to avoid doing drugs. Sure. Otherwise, you turn into a one-armed Jared Leto. Well, no one wants to be any kind of Jared Leto, so... I guess American Beauty wins? No. <laughs> we can't... Kevin Spacey cannot win a competition no. with this movie. So, I'm, I'm honestly a no on both of these, but... It, I'm not gonna... If you want to talk about Requiem for a Dream, I won't... No, I really don't. It's kind okay. of depressing. Gone. Done. Uh, moving on. Rank five is Eyes Wide Shut versus Castaway. Um, there's an obvious one here. And it's, it's not been... Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm all about that naked party. Sure. Um, <laughs> naked Wait, island castaways? parties. <laughs> naked island parties. Is Eyes Wide Shut on an island too? No, oh, but okay. we're combining them. Sure. All of the very 
sexually open people. They get they, caught in a bad plane crash, yes. and they lose all their clothes, and so they're romping around the island naked. I don't There's know anything there. about Eyes Wide Shut. Castaway would be interesting. Yes. I don't know what you'd quite do with a sequel. It'd be weird to put him on the island again. I kind of like the idea... You could go lost and how he, like... Now he's, like, trying to get back to the island and, like... I was going to say that, like, I read this book as a kid called Hatchet. I feel like that's one of the standard like works of elementary. Everyone Hatchet, yeah. There's one, a follow-up to it, called Brian's Return, where he goes back to the wild to escape civilization. Huh. So I'd like to see a movie where Tom Hanks tries to go off the grid. He realizes he liked it better. Yeah. Sort of as an old man. Life. Yeah, okay. And I think he wants to give himself a challenge, so he goes... Not necessarily to an island, but some other deserted area. Yeah. Could be the mountains. It could be a desert. It's got a very Hunt for the Wilder People sort of vibe. Yes. I'm kind of picturing. It wouldn't feel like Castaway, probably, but that's fine. Or the twist at the end is you realize he's running from everyone. It just starts with him in the mountains. Okay. You think he got in another plane crash. Well, maybe you never hear his name, probably. So you don't even know it's a Castaway sequel. Yeah. That could be interesting. Just like, oh, Jim, or I almost said Jim Carrey. Tom <laughs> Hanks is doing another, you know, something like Castaway. Uh, I guarantee you no one remembers his name from Castaway. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone knows the name of the, the volleyball. Yeah. But not his name. Um, do you remember his full name, by the way? It's Thomas Mapotherford Hanks. No, uh, the volleyball. <laughs> it's Wilson, of course. The full name. Wilson Mapotherford <laughs> Hanks. <laughs> No, it is Dr. Spaulding Wilson. Gotcha. Yeah, let's say Castaway, because Eyes Wide Shut is nothing. Um, fourth place is The Mummy versus The Family Man. Um, the Family Man is when he, like, it's Nick Cage and he wakes up and he's, like, in someone else's life. Is that right? He, like, all of a sudden, like, has a family and, like, he doesn't remember anything. Is well, that right? Am I thinking of the right movie? I think and you he goes are. bowling or something? I haven't actually seen that okay. one. Okay. I've seen, like, clips of it on TV, but I've never actually watched it. I I think the only way we can improve on that... Is it Taya Leone? Yeah. Okay. Nicolas Cage, Taya Leone. That is the movie I'm thinking of. I think the only way to improve that is Nicolas Cage wakes up in someone else's life, and that life is he is a mummy to a regular okay. modern family. I actually really like the idea of whatever movie we end up making in this episode, Nicolas Cage is the star. Yes. And he wakes up into it unknowingly like not yes. knowing what's going on okay so the family man wins on that one uh the mummy we've done the mummy so we've done it a lot I'm, I'm less interested in doing the mummy uh now we're getting into the top three the the fantastic three um <laughs> you listeners don't know this but our last two episodes were both like brackets where we did like a full like Elite Eight, Final Four, or whatever. To, to sum it up real quickly, Brian knows nothing about sports, and it was basically a sports 01 class. Yes. Sports 01. <laughs> okay. Number three, we have Fight Club versus Gladiator. Both fighting movies, kind of. Who do you think wins in a real-life fight between Brad Pitt and Russell Crowe? The actors or their characters? Them. At any stage in their life. Um... I think Brad Pitt. Um, if you can take the weirdest character that both of them have played that comes to your mind, put those together in a fight. Who do you think wins? Okay. Jean I guess, first of all, decide their weirdest character. Russell Crowe's probably, I think the only thing I really, 
know him as being kind of weird is Javert. I I want to see Russell Crowe's Dr. Jekyll from The Mummy. Or is Russell Crowe in Beautiful Mind? He sure is. That could be in it. That would not win in the fight. <laughs> but, but it would fit with the Tyler Durden character. Yes. What about the crowd? What if we... What, what if it is a dark, gritty reboot of A Beautiful Mind where it is the director of Fight Club, who is one of my favorites and whose name I can't remember, and... Chuck Palahniuk. Just kidding. He wrote the no. book. David Fincher. David Fincher. What if it's a dark, gritty reboot of A Beautiful Mind? Okay. Directed by David, David Fincher. Fincher. Okay. And he has Brad Pitt and Edward Norton as multiple personalities. And so everyone knows the story, obviously, going into Beautiful Mind. We've all seen it before. But you just have fun with it. Yeah. He's this old man, Russell Crowe, and he's reliving his life vicariously through Brad Pitt and Edward Norton. Okay. What if... Yes, I like this. I like this whole general idea. What if we establish that there is sort of an alternate dimension, and these imagined characters really do exist, but in this other dimension? So this, like, super genius lives in the same world as Brad Pitt, but normal, not genius Sean... Is it Sean Penn? We said it was Russell Crowe, but I feel like it's Sean Penn. In Beautiful Mind? Yeah. No, it's definitely Russell Crowe. Is it really? It totally is. So we get normal normal Russell Crowe and Edward Norton. They meet in real life. Yes. And they like have this realization that they've both had this experience of like having this other person in their head. I like this existential crisis movie we've got going. Here. Yeah, because it sort of undoes what was done in the first movie. I like each. this idea that each person so russell crow uh smart russell crow smart russell crow uh timid edward norton and brash bold brad pitt represent the ego the id and the super ego sure that's the three right um well and then the one that was left the other russell crow is the super id yes which i don't think is a thing but it's a superhero yes they all team up to become the super id anyways the three of them are they're all individual people, but they are connected yeah. uh, through some mental connection. They get to live vicariously through each other's lives, um, experience it, learn the lessons they need to individually, yeah, and then realize that they really were all one person and their soul got split and divided. Uh, I, th- I don't. I'm losing this. I think they're still. I think there's two two people, right, that got split. Okay. That's a it's a real thing that happened in this universe, and they exist on two different planes. Okay? Yes. So in the ethereal plane or whatever, that's where we have smart Russell Crowe and Brad Pitt, and maybe okay. Here's what it is. I'm gonna say lower plane and upper plane. Does that make sense when I say yes. that? Lower plane people they meet in real life, and they start discussing like, oh, this happened to me, this happened to me, and maybe one of them finds the other. Maybe the. Uh, the Russell Crowe writes an article about his experience and the other one sees it and they meet up. Okay. Okay. But then they go to a guru who sort of helps them sort it out. And then they realize if we could get our upper plane correspondence, what's the term? Counterparts our upper plane counterparts. If they could meet, then we could really do something with this. 
and then we could have we could have them become more powerful and it affect things in our world. I think I think there's a, like maybe a heist movie in there, or uh, and I think Nicolas Cage is their upper plane is, correspondent. Wait, 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 no, I'm saying the upper upper plane counterparts are the two other two people. Does that make sense? The Brad Pitt and the smart Russell Crowe. Those are the upper plane people. But you're saying Nick Cage is the guru. Cage is everything and all things sure. is what we learned. Um, he is playing God in a new TV series. So okay. There is that. Fair enough. <laughs> With Daniel Radcliffe. I, I think it's I'm Russell Crowe. Uh, Russell Crowe. Edward Norton. And Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt are all on the lower plane. They realize in the upper plane where their soul should have been complete and together oh. is Nicolas Cage. Okay. He is all three of them combined into one glorious, miraculous person. Sure. Hold on. This still doesn't make sense with the original like, original concept, though, right? Because there's there's two levels of Russell Crowe, just because they're not different actors, right? No, they're all Nicolas Cage. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, I've lost it. I, I just lost want it. all things to lead to Nicolas Cage. Let's, let's like, remember this. I'm going to highlight both of them, and then we can come back to it. I think we had two different interpretations of the idea. I think think it's best just jump to the next point. Yes. Um, Next we have actually Unbreakable is on the next (laughs) next competition. So already very much in the same concept of bringing worlds together. So Unbreakable and The Matrix. I actually don't know anything about Unbreakable other than it's now part of this new glass. and The Broke Glass Trilogy. Is that what it's called? I don't know, but I just named it that. That's a good name. Um, Um, So Matrix and Unbreakable. I like this idea of doing the Matrix to a new modern day life. Where the Matrix dated itself very quickly. Lizard people are real. Sure. All rich people are lizard people. Okay. And they program us to work for them, to service them, to keep their bodies fresh. But we, okay. <laughs> we exit the Matrix and we see them as lizards. And we have a giant miraculous war with the lizard people. What other fun modern day concepts can we play with? <laughs> the, like the modern concept of lizard people. Yes. Um, we could have the modern concept of, I mean, like, I feel like there's a lot more real hacking going on, DDoSing and fancy stuff like that. That's like, like real threats to cybersecurity. Yes. Tying those into the matrix could be interesting. Um, social media could be I, a thing. I wonder if we could do a fun concept where the original people who put us in the matrix they are being hacked by oh. a third alien race or okay. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, they are using us to defeat that original race, which we're kind of on board with at the beginning because it's like we can yeah. gain our freedom, this liberation, but we are definitely being used. I think there's some political remarks you can sure. tie that into somehow. But then we realize those aliens aren't just like aliens. They are the people simulating the people simulating us. So they're causing us... The, pe- the people who created our Matrix are in a Matrix being run by these aliens. I think we're getting into too many subplots. This and... actually sounds like... I've never seen... I've seen like a lot of the first movie. I don't know what happens in the other ones. I feel like this already happens. Probably. Um, I like this idea that the third party is being puppeted somehow. Yeah. I think if we decide that's the one we want to go with, we do figure that out. Concisely. Okay. But for now, let's leave it. I almost kind of like the 
this idea of going with Snowpiercer, if you've ever seen that movie. I haven't. Where, I've only heard that it's a sequel to Willy Wonka. Um, definitely is. You should all go watch that YouTube video because it's amazing. <laughs> and Snowpiercer is a sequel to Willy Wonka in all shapes and forms. Um, it's about a train? It's about a train. Now, imagine a train is the Matrix. <laughs> that's a sentence that's never been said before. The leaders of the train are getting the lower people to fight the upper people in order to kill off the population of the train to preserve Are you resources? actually telling me the plot of Snowpiercer? Yes, I okay. sure am. This uh, is spoiler territory. I just, wasn't, I just wasn't sure if you were just going off on something new or if this was Snowpiercer. Okay. This is Snowpiercer. They do that so that the lower class has hope. They have a chance that they are making a difference. But in the process, they are doing the upper, the leader of the trains bidding by getting rid of the surplus population. Okay. I feel like that is what is happening with this third party aliens. Okay. Is they lead us, the real people, to think that we are getting our liberation, that we are fighting. Wait, we're not real in the Matrix, right? Isn't that the whole plot of the Matrix is that we're not real? But there is a real us somewhere. Oh, okay. This third party is hacking the Matrix to help us fight the overlords. Okay. But the overlords are doing it so that we don't rebel in a more subtle way, I guess. In a way that is actually harmful for them. We are just excited and take brash actions that end up being stupid and pointless. Okay. Yeah, there's something interesting there. If we come back to that, we'll come back to it. Okay. (laughs) And if we don't, we absolutely won't. Um, Okay. Number one. This is probably the least interesting matchup in the whole set. This is the Green Mile versus How the Grinch Stole Christmas. They're both green. That's like... And the whole movie's going to be filmed green. It's just a green... It's a green and white film. On a green screen. Okay. And Green Mile is Tom Hanks, and he's a soldier, I think? He's a prison guard. Prison guard. And he has... I haven't actually seen it. It's a relationship with uh, one of the death row inmates, and they bond... Seems too serious. I don't want to talk about it. It's it's like a real movie. A big boy movie. Not for us. Yeah. So What if the Grinch was on death row? <laughs> what if the Grinch was a prison guard on death row? Um, I, I, I don't think there's anything there. I think we have some fun there. concepts to work Let's with. Let's knock out both of them. We already did Grinch recently, and we're not going to talk about the Green Mile because it sounds serious. Yes. Um, what? We got some good stuff to work off of, though. What are you leaning to most right now? <sighs> I still like the idea of uh, Nicolas Cage, a la The Family Man, popping into whatever we do. Um, I like the Sixth Sense concept. Uh, and I'm curious about the Fight Club Beautiful Mind crossover. I don't know if I like it, but I'm curious about it. What if, hear me out, Nicolas Cage wakes up one day and he is Russell Crowe. When he looks in the mirror, he looks okay. like Russell Crowe. People okay. see him as Russell Crowe. Okay. He's also Russell Crowe with multiple personality disorder or schizophrenia. And then we find out he's the same character from Beautiful Mind, you're saying. Or or not. Or a knockoff. Okay. Just, I don't think we need to tie it in. People to, will, will make the connection. We don't need to make it John Nash. Sure. It's, it's just... Because John Nash is a real person. John Nash is a real and person. And we're going to go crazy with this, so... Yeah. We won't tie it in too much. This is a John Nash crazy fantasy fiction story maybe do we replace russell crowe i feel like we, we don't have to be tied into that nicholas cage wakes up he's edward norton sure 
at least when we are viewing the movie from Nicolas Cage's perspective, it looks like him. But in the mirror, the way people look at him, he looks like Edward Norton. He's very charming, okay. very uh, persuasive to people. Finds out he has multiple personality disorder. Okay. And so, or schizophrenia. I don't know actually how to term it. Yeah, I, I think multiple personality I don't know is, is probably, probably more correct, but I don't know. So he's going crazy because he's someone else, but he's someone else who also has another identity. Okay. We are having the biggest, craziest existential crisis yeah. one could ever have. Well, especially. And it's Nicolas Cage in the center of this. As it should be. Exactly. Um, is Edward Norton seeing Brad Pitt then? Yes. Okay. Um, Nicholas Cage sees Brad Pitt. We do need to change the actors, I feel like, to make it a little more fun. Because if it's obvious right off the bat, or do I we just go with that from the get-go? What if we have some intermediate steps? What if we What if we see, uh, we see Nicholas Cage and we jump into Russell Crowe? We stick with Russell Crowe there, okay? And we get hints of, oh, this is similar to A Beautiful Mind, okay? But then, then we start hearing the narration in the voice of Russell Crowe. And it's like, what was I doing here? What, where did I go wrong? He does that accent, I guess. Does he do that? Is that his actual accent? That's I feel like I've, that's, that's our version he of He does that. it in this movie. He does <laughs> that voice. I think that's his John Nash voice. Anyway, um, but then he wakes up one day. And he's in uh, Taylor Leone. Okay. Okay. So now we now we have this weird thing of like, oh, he's Taylor Leone. Who is that? We don't know. Then we get to play with it and do some creative stuff. And then by the end, it ties into Fight Club. And you're like, whoa, Fight Club. Okay. Okay. See where I'm going there? Yeah. So we, we start with our Beautiful Mind crossover thing. And we eventually get to the Fight Club thing. But we do some stuff in the middle to throw people off. So to lay out the facts, he's jumping into other people's bodies. Yeah. But it's really him just having personality. Uh, is it is it one person jumping crisis. into multiple personalities, or is it he thinks he is jumping into multiple personalities? He's the same person the whole time. The so the core person is Nicolas Cage. Core person, just so we can keep Cage. this straight. Yeah, he wakes up. He thinks he's Russell Crowe. Yeah, thinks he's crazy, but he's not. Next day he wakes up. He's Taylioni. Thinks he's still crazy because he's jumping different personalities. Yeah, find out. All the people in his life are just his therapists, people working with him to help him cope with this very strange existential yeah. multiple personality disorder. And he, he lives a day in their lives or yes. something. Okay. He lives a day in their lives as different people. And he th- he recognizes he's different people. He yeah. doesn't recognize that the problem's with him. Okay. And so, so then I think between each jump, we get a small scene with the therapist. And it's like, what'd you see this time? Well, I went in. I lived this life. I was a prison guard on death row. Yes. And I made friends with a prisoner. And that's all we know about Green Mile at this point. So I'm going to stop talking about it. But then it's like, okay, let's talk about that breakdown. Okay. What if then at the end, the reveal is he's actually, he's not just like having these crazy hallucinations and dreams. He's actually quantum leap style jumping into all these people and they're real people in the world can i take it one further yeah the reveal at the end is the therapist is Haley joel osmond yes and okay. he's actually dead well well i was gonna say that this whole movie we can't release until all these actors are dead this we will stick with that <laughs> except maybe Haley joel osmond because he's younger than a lot of them yes um but yeah 
as soon as they're dead, we'll release this. And it's Haley Joel Osment is the therapist, which we don't show until the end. That's a great reveal. Um, how how is this interesting? You know what I mean? It's an interesting it is concept. A ghost. What's the story? It's a ghost living in the lives of others, recognizing he doesn't belong in their bodies, but not realizing the problems with him, learning the lessons he didn't get out of life because he was deadbeat, didn't pick up on lit. Eh, I feel like I'm just turning into a broken record of classical movies. Okay, here's how he makes... Here's how we do the reveal, and maybe this will help us put a story to this. The way he... The way he finally makes the connection of like, oh, these are real people. He jumps into someone he knows. Yes. He jumps into his brother or something. Okay. And so now it's like, oh, wait, I'm not just like creating these people and these lives in my head. I'm jumping into other people. I'm a ghost. Oh my gosh, I'm dead. Haley Joel Osment's my therapist. He can see dead people. Yes. Okay. So we've got that whole reveal. What's he trying to accomplish though? You know what I mean? That's what, that's what I'm yeah. trying to get to is like. We could talk about, like, the moral they're going to learn, or we can talk about, like, all these different things. But, like, what's he trying to accomplish? I guess rid himself of this issue. But, like, I want some kind of objective. Something that goes beyond the typical just, like, oh, live a better life next yeah. time sort of thing. What if it's something like once he makes the connection that he's randomly jumping into these people's lives, he, he notices a connection between all of them. It's like, oh, all these people seem to be... They seem to have a connection to this one idea, or they all have connections to... What if it's like Clue, they all have a connection to Washington? And he's like, oh, everyone I've like jumped into, he starts being more strategic about it. It's like, okay, where am I? What company do I work for? Like, he starts learning about these people. Yes. And then in real life, when he wakes up, he can go look them up on the internet, because the internet exists now. Okay. And he realizes, oh, these people are like in either in positions of power or they have some kind of influence on people's people in power. Like, oh, now he's a pastor for some politician. Yes. And it's like, oh, okay, that's how they're connected, right? So he's he starts realizing, like, what do I do with this power? And he has sort of an internal, like, I need to decide what to do with this. I have this influence and it's all surrounding some kind of central government power. I need to do something with this. I don't know what. Can I spin this another way? Yes. We can maybe come back to this. What if these people whose bodies he's taking over realize that he is, like, possessing them? Okay. For quote-unquote. They are just backseat watching this whole experience. Yeah. And seeing what he does with their lives. Okay. And then we go back and realize that they were maybe getting caught up in the mundane aspects of life. And we can make it more interesting beyond just like, oh, I was a terrible person sort of thing. Yeah. There could be more of this like conspiracy theory kind of thing going on. Yeah. But they are learning from the ghost okay. rather than the ghost learning. And, and and most of the time we are seeing it from the perspective of the ghost. And so it's this whole idea of this is what someone else could do with your life. Yeah. Make sure you're doing the most with it sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. And that's a good general idea. Because he's not held back by social inhibitions. Yes. He, he's he's not. But he also will realize, oh, that there are consequences in the people of the life, the lives of the people that I took over, right? Yes. Um, so I need to start being careful about that, too. This is all could be really interesting. I still don't know how to conclude. Like, I don't know how to, like, I know how to do the big reveal. Like, we've talked enough about that. 
But what's the big like conclusion, right? Now I'm picturing like a Denzel Washington style thriller where it's like deja vu and it's like, oh, I got to yeah. like solve this thing. What is that thing? Maybe do we get a studio demand now? And maybe that'll I think help that, us? That, I think that's a good I think idea. We're, we're spinning our wheels at this point and we need something to pull us out. And we can go ahead and reuse studio demands from the last two episodes because they never <laughs> happened. They never existed for all you guys know. Um, but everyone, if you've got studio demands, if you've got anything you've want, you want us to talk about, you should send those in because we are actually running low on this list. Um, let's see. Let's spin the wheel. And... Okay, looks like we have uh, all of the movie needs to be shot like the hallway walking scenes in the West Wing. So that kind of like <laughs> that almost kind of works, right? Like with our our he, Washington DC. He's having concept. very personal, intimate conversations with everyone in other people's lives. Yes, and he's learning about them, and he's oh, okay. He becomes the president. Maybe it's not his brother. He becomes the president, and that's how he realizes like. Oh, they're real people. Yes. Oh, so he gets to live a day as the president. That's yes. just like a small part of like that could be a whole movie in itself. Yes. Being to getting to live a day as the president. But for us, it's just one scene. It's one scene. It's like, okay, what do you do with a day? Cause he's already figured it out at this point. No, he is figuring it out. What about this What's concept? Okay. What if the person who he takes over the next person he he possesses has been hurt in some way by the former person. Oh, so there, it's a chain. It's a chain. That's in, okay. That's interesting. You're seeing the consequences of what happens after. Okay. Maybe the president made this decision that hurt my family. Maybe this family did something on social media that was extreme yeah. cyberbullying. Yeah. Whatever. So it if, starts. Oh, what if it starts out that it's jumping around like within a neighborhood, right? Yes. Maybe like the suburbs of DC and it jumps around until it hits the president. But the president have, has the ability to affect so many more people, right? And the president, let's say it's Harrison Ford. Cause that's cool. Uh, just for discussion's sake, I don't care if we change that, but like I need a person to be there. But now instead of being a chain, then it splits and it's everyone he's affected. Yes. And this person's now seeing it. And the president is also seeing it. Yes. And he changes his ways. And They're all great. a cycle. Yeah. So Nicolas Cage is going through the cycle, and the last person he gets to is the person before him. Yes. Who hurt him drastically. And he already knows it. The second he wakes up, he's like, I know who I am. Yes. And I know that I'm at the end of the cycle because this is the person that hurt me. Yes. And all those people have been doing the same cycles, him. They've all been just oh, shift one, shift one. Okay. And then this is where they have their therapy session with Haley Joel Osment because he's helping them understand uh, human nature and the harms of our deeds before moving on to the afterlife and learning what yes. it means to have a soul, quote yes. unquote. So it, he's, I forgot about the concept of the ghost therapist. They are ghosts. Yes. And the people he's jumping into are also ghosts? Yes. But we experience it as a day in their life. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, this is cool. So it's is it just called the Ghost Therapist? No, that's way too big of a spoiler. <laughs> um, it can't be a sixth sense spoiler. Right. But it could be like split. It could be M. Night Shyamalan still. Yeah. I don't want it to be. 
I think it's better than Shyamalan, to be honest. It's better than Shyamalan? Yes. Yeah, I thought you said better that Shyamalan, and I was like, finish the sentence. Um, better than Shyamalan. I would say that is true as well. It's a cool concept. I want someone cool to do it. I don't know who that is. Us. I think we just do it. <laughs> um, I think there's better minds out there. I think we go really metaphorical and crazy and not everyone's going to pick up on it. And we go David Lynch. He's done some crazy stuff. Who's David Lynch? Uh, Twin Peaks. Oh, oh, that's the right vibe. Yeah. I think that's right up his alley. Yeah, that is the right vibe. And I like that. Um, and Haley Joel Osment's in it. We don't have to get clearance to get Haley Joel Osment to play a ghost therapist, right? No. It's just a fun... There's re- no trademark on that. Yeah. So the, the reveal is not that he is that character from The Sixth Sense. The reveal is just that it's, it's Haley a, Joel Osment. It's an homage at worst. It's an homage. Yeah. Um, cool. Did we settle on a title? Probably not the ghost therapist. Okay. I'll say... Uh, how much are we revealing from the start? Are we talking about ghosts at all? No. It's just someone jumping around. They don't know their ghosts. Right. They don't know their ghosts. And they don't know... We need to give it... The obvious thing is that he's waking up as different people. Yes. So we can build off that because that's what we're fine showing our hand on. Yes. Uh, I think we also revealed that the family man is just one of the links in this chain. Yes. So this is really a family man sequel. Yes. Not a Sixth Sense sequel. Um, But it's directed by David Lynch. I almost said Fincher. Um, And it's called... Should we do the thing where I say a word and you say a word? Sure. Uh, I'll say a person word, <laughs> and you say another word. <laughs> I don't know. What other category would work here? Uh, kind of like a spiritual world. A sp- well, spiritual's ghost, and that kind of gives it away. But I, I'm thinking what more about, like soul-based. <clears throat> yeah, what if you do it as uh, I feel like it could be some You take title? anything supernatural, and I'll take person. I feel like once it's a obvious that it's ghost, the title will have a new meaning to it. Yeah, that's cool. It's yeah. a good way to go about it. So maybe soul's already in there. Guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, like transparent soul or something. Um, old soul. Old soul could be interesting. Wandering soul. Wandering soul is better. Uh, dangerous soul. <laughs> what if he's just called souls? <laughs> souls has a good vibe to it. Souls. Souls. No, I don't I like think- it. Because it could be a pun, and I, it doesn't work with the pun. Yes. It's a bad pun, because it doesn't work. Okay, what if the marketing is targeted at, hey, it's a Family Man sequel, and we call it The Everyman? Because that's a similar <laughs> term to, like, Family Man. But he's, but he's literally going... going to be every person. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. The Everyman. The Everyman feels right to me. I, th- I think that works. Okay. 